the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. It's so all like it's so 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 good to have Bird Dogs Shorts. They are hooking you up with a free Yeti style tumbler when you go over and order at birddogs.com slash pool. That is birddogs.com slash pool. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, the corner. We're turning the corner. It's almost here, the National Football League. I just kind of made that up off the dome. Like, it was a little jingle. It's one of those commercial jingles. It's not a jingle that you would, like, bump in the whip or nothing like that. But that's, like, one of those jingles that you be hearing on the radio, on a commercial or something like that. I feel like that was really good for a commercial. Scott Studio, right show. Scott, what's going on? Yeah, the tune sounded like it was a cat toy commercial. I kind of like yeah. where we're going with it, but still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to going through another set of awards here. Uh, and I know that we went through a couple already. I think we still have a couple more to do. I'm not sure if this is mm-hmm. the last one. I think we have one more after this. But still, the point is, should be fun. Uh, to be honest, I might be looking more ahead to college football right now because that's, in theory, closer than the start of the NFL. Oh, but it's a lot of fun. Is. Yeah, it's a lot of fun and... seeing uh, teams report. Wait, sorry. And the college football experience starting the team previews of every single Division I college football team that is going on now on the college uh, experience. So make sure you check them out. But as you were saying, football in the air. So I'm excited about it. How Marvin in power. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. All right. So here we go NFL Offensive Player of the Year Award. We already talked about the MVP award. Just go ahead and prime the battle space for how this award is judged there was a time where quarterbacks did win the award in fact so much so that Patrick Mahomes actually owns an award so for not three straight years but three of four from 2015 2018 Cam Newton Matt Ryan and Patrick Mahomes won both NFL MVP and offensive player of the year don't see it that much anymore, but that is relatively, relatively close to, uh, to the last time. But since that time, Michael Thomas won it 2019, 2020, Derrick Henry, 2021, Cooper Cup, and last year, Justin Jefferson. So, yeah, a couple of wide receivers straight. Really, three wide receivers with Derrick Henry tossing. I think that was the 2,000-yard season in there. Are we just going ahead when we're talking about this kind of Xing quarterbacks out and saying, yeah, that's not happening? I personally am. It seems like there's been kind of a narrative shift, or I should say some type of changing when when it comes to criteria of Uh giving the award to quarterbacks. And it seems like that's kind of just not a thing anymore. 
I understand mm-hmm. the argument. If you're going to win MVP as an offensive player, then you're probably the best offensive player in the league. Like I understand that's why it was connected, but it seems like the awards have pivoted to try to give separate players their time to shine with the awards. I don't want to call it a participation, but it's like, all right, we know that nine times out of 10, honestly, 9.5 times out of 10, we're giving that MVP to a quarterback. So it's like, so everybody else got to have something else to try for. That's how I look at it. Because once again, you can look at a guy who has a 2000 yard rushing season or maybe even receive a receiving season. And yet, Mahomes goes for 50 touchdowns, five picks, and all of a sudden, you know, he doesn't get an award out of it. I understand your point with the participation argument. It just feels like it's kind of the same reason why you don't see a lot of players in the NBA win multiple awards. If there's an exception, you know, Giannis won like MVP and defensive player in the same season. It's happened before, but usually you see different players win each award to mm-hmm. recognize how good that individual player was and mm-hmm. not to try to take away from anyone else. Like, hey, you had a really good season. You're not an MVP, but you deserve some type of award. Recognition. Yeah, that's how I look at it. It's also a bit different now with the NFL because they actually have an award show. So I can Mm -hmm. compare it to the NBA because they both have their own awards where they're calling players up on stage to give them the full recognition. I think Mm -hmm. that with that being the case, I'm not going to pick a quarterback. Now, it is possible that a guy like Jalen Hurts, for example, or a guy like Lamar Jackson – Maybe uh-huh. a guy who puts up insane numbers, they, he doesn't win MVP, but they want to recognize another quarterback who put up that uh, great numbers or such great numbers, but he couldn't win the award. So maybe that's an argument, like a quarterback MVP runner-up, but they want to give him the Denzel, I'm leaving here with something treatment. So they're going to give yeah. him the Offensive Player of the Year award. But for the most part, I'm mostly looking at position players because this seems to be the direction the award is heading. Yeah, pretty much. All right, we're about to get into that whole breakdown in just a second. But before we do that, let me talk to you about Edge Boost, because if you want to support me, you want to support the NFL Gambling Podcast, you want to support all of us, then you're going to go down and sign up for Edge Boost, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up there. Currently offering you up to $2,500 in betting advances. How do you do that? I'll tell you, they are the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card where it's just like those other buy down, pay later things where you get your money first and then you can pay it back. It's super easy. You can go and double down on a favorite bet. Say you have a crazy bet, some type of edge, no idea how you have it, but you're going to hit that bet. Go ahead, double down on it, or even use it to create an awesome middle or hedging situation you you don't you're not going to have anybody chasing you down with baseball bats or anything else. Zero percent interest. Go tap into Edge Boost and support us. Support them. Support us. Support the podcast. Support me. I need it. Support sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling call 1 800 Gambler. All right. Gonna do this similar to the MVP odds. We're gonna start from the bottom, and starting from the bottom, there's a lot of names at the bottom. But let's just go ahead and acknowledge the ones that they actually attached odds to to win this award. And we have at a bet. We're gonna go through the triple digits. So 150 to one, 
CJ Stroud, 125 to one, Bryce Young. And then we have a whole bunch of names here that I see for 100 to one. I see Michael Gallup, Kyle Pitts. Uh, let's skip some of these quarterbacks. I like how the first name you mentioned was Michael Gallup. Like that, that's the bar we've yeah. set for the 100. Yeah, that's that's really like crazy. This. But I guess they're expecting, you know, and, and and Brandon Cooks is there. So I don't know. That's that's really wild. But all right. Kyle Pitts. We have Juju Smith-Schuster. Jordan Love, I thought might be fun to mention there. We we mentioned it. Isaiah Pacheco, George Kittle, Drake London, Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith has won an award with triple. Well, was it triple digits when he won Heisman? I think he might have been triple digits in the beginning of the season. So Devonta Smith has won an award with long odds before. By the way, out of, out of the talented out of the talent that we mentioned there, the most talented guy I think is Kittle. But I will throw out there that a tight end has never won the award and it's existed Ever? since 1972. Oh, crap. A tight end well, has never that kind of just award. screwed. So. I was going to talk about uh, Kyle Pitts in this tier. Let me just round off a quick other names. You got both Green Bay running backs, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery. That's about it. Man, they just, they, they, really? Yeah. I mean, if they're, but if it's won. anybody, isn't Kyle like at what point do we just give up on Kyle Pitts? Well, I gave up. Do you mean I as a player or as a fantasy league. option? I think as a fantasy and betting option. I'd already given up a player, on a fantasy option. As, as a player, I think he's gonna be. Oh yeah, I've given up as a fantasy. I just trade him in a dynasty league. Nice. Uh, and uh, I should I, let me find that. It comes trade. down to Arthur Smith. Like their coach yeah. doesn't want to use him the way that he should be used. So I just feel like that's not his fault. I think Pitts is a great player. Problem yeah. is, he has a coach that doesn't see it. So maybe we wait and wait till Arthur. If Arthur, if they have a bad season this year, is Arthur Swift gone? He should be. I mean, let's. I mean, the Falcons' win total, by the way, is like eight and a half, which is hilarious. That's what I'm saying. There's expectations. I don't know what expectations there are, but there's expectations there, and it's just like when they ultimately fall short of those expectations, is he gone? Because if so, then Kyle Pitts may be something to look at in the future for you know some coach that doesn't want to get fired in his first year for not using a crazy talented tight end as an option. Yeah. I think maybe next year, if you wanted to make a case, but this year with Ritter throwing the ball, no, I think they need an actual quarterback. No offense to like Ritter, but I'm not a Ritter guy. Uh, If I had to pick a, yeah, no, it had to be Kittle and just say Kittle carries them. Devonta Smith is interesting if, in theory, A.J. Brown... I mean, you're going to need Brown to basically get hurt. You're not rooting for injuries, but he's going to take away a lot of touches from Devonte. Mm-hmm. You need massive numbers. I feel like that's the main problem, is that you got to find a guy who not only has a very, very good, I'd say, set of just skills, but you also need to find somebody who can really just stat, stat pile a bunch and, of... And that's stat. the thing about freaking... Kirk Cousins and what gave Justin Jefferson the award last year, other than Justin Jefferson just being the best wide receiver in the league. But the fact that nobody, Kirk Cousins got zero credit, zero credit for what yeah. happened there. Everything was all Jefferson. Whereas with Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts is going to get a sizable amount of credit if Devonta Smith has a crazy season. Yeah. All right. But I, I feel like Devonta is kind of in a similar spot to like a Jalen Waddle. You know, he's yeah. the number two. He's a very, very talented number two receiver. But is he going to get most of the 
shine on the team? Probably not. It's probably going to mm-hmm. Tyreek and it's probably going to AJ Brown. So I think for talent purposes, Devontae at 100 to 1 is a hell of a deal, but the problem is he won't get any recognition for it. So I have to pass. I do want to ask you, I, I, I think this is pretty unlikely, but I still want mm-hmm. to bring it up. I see Christian Watson at 125 to 1. Super okay. long shot here, but we saw how many touchdowns he had last year. If there's a slim chance Green Bay keeps using him in reverses, he's able to be the main red zone option in the passing game for Green Bay, has a bunch of touchdowns. Can I see a world where midseason this line drops to like 40 to 1? Sure. I think that would be a case of mine. I think the long shot case, you're not going to find any winners, if I'm being honest, but I do think you might be able to find some players you can maybe sell in the middle mm-hmm. of the season if you have a ticket on him. I think Watson's going to drop. I just think that he's got too much talent. He's got a nose for the end zone. And if you can see him getting a two-touchdown game in the first month of the season, a couple of big highlight plays, I can see his odds dropping. So maybe like a Christian Watson, if you want to yeah. put a bet on him, you I divide it into like two small bets, and then you sell one of the small bets, and you end up basically just free-rolling. I think that's how I would handle it. Yeah, like if you do, you say say your little your smallest unit or whatever you do is twenty bucks, ten bucks on on one gets you what's that? Uh, twelve. About twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Yeah, twelve hundred. So yeah, that gets you twelve hundred, and then you sell the other one, you might come up five hundred dollars, something like that, or somebody yeah. that feels like they want to take the chance. Even less so. than that, you can sell it for forty, and suddenly you just you made basically two times. Yeah, time, major. So. Yeah, so a hundred percent, I would. Yeah. And we talked about it twice now, I think. No, once in the coach of the year of Matt LaFleur. And if Matt LaFleur actually makes Jordan Love into something and Jordan Love is plays really well, it's going to go to Watson because they don't have Alan Lazard anymore. Who else is there in the wide receiver room that's really going to compete with him for number one? If and him and Romeo kinda, Dobbs, that's basically yeah. it. So Watson is the guy. Yeah, so especially if he gets the touchdowns. Like Dubs, I think, is a big, big play yardage guy for sure. But if Watson gets the touchdowns in in addition to the yardage, I could see him pacing for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Great way to finish that tier off. Uh now let's go ahead and talk about the next tier. We got Ramaj Stevenson here at eight to one, a bunch of sixty-six to one bets here. You have Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddle, Dak Prescott at 66 to 1, Travis Etienne, DeAndre Hopkins, who doesn't have a team at 66. I was going to say unemployed DeAndre Hopkins at 66 to 1. Yeah, he doesn't have a team. So uh, very much unemployed at the unemployment office trying to collect the check here, DeAndre Hopkins. So there's the names. Ramondre Stevenson. Hold on. Ramondre Stevenson. Before we went live, you mentioned mentioned one name. What 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 name? I was gonna say before we went live, you mentioned one name in this tier. You said Aaron Jones. You thought? Oh yeah. Oh no, did it? Was he another one? Uh, Yeah, he was another one. I see Stevenson at eighty to one as well. So that's why I was gonna interrupt you for it because I know you were going to say something about Aaron Jones. I wanted to kind of get his name in the discussions, unless you changed your mind on him. Oh no. Oh yeah, Aaron Jones. Oh, so we had two different numbers there. So Aaron Jones was a hundred to one on the other. Oh, book. okay. I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, on the offshore, he was a hundred to one. And so uh we could talk about him now here, though. I think that it's the same. I mean, it's just if you think Green Bay is gonna be good and they somehow 
you know, compete for the division, if not win it, like somebody is going to get an award. You're not going to get away scot-free. Like somebody's going to get an award for Green Bay making the playoffs. And it's not a lot of people that think that. It's not a lot of people that are on the side of Green Bay being good. But if you are, you should be very much invested into the awards market because whether it's Aaron Jones, Offense Play of the Year, Jordan Love has a crazy season, or, you know, Christian Watson scores a whole bunch of touchdowns. Like if he gets double digit touchdowns, he he's pacing. And he just has to have the yardage and efficiency and all that. But yeah, man, no. So somebody, somebody's gonna get something if Green Bay is good. But yeah, not I, the I didn't most realize Jones thing. was a hundred to one offshore. So sorry about that. But you you can continue listing the names. I just thought you yeah. accidentally glossed over Aaron Jones. No, my bad, my bad. We got a Ramajay Stevenson, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddle, Dat Prescott. Travis Etienne, DeAndre Hopkins, Josh Jacobs. That's the next tier. Ramondre Stevenson's the only one in that tier that is not 6-6-1 because he's 80-1. I could be talked in Chris Olave. I don't think that's I don't think that's that's wild. I'm no, not both buying in Dak. So yeah. I'm not buying in Dak. DK, I think there's a lot of options around him, and it and it may not be that it's not because he's DK, it's just that. You know, Lockett, while I think Lockett is going to take a step back, it's not going to be that large of a step back. Smith and Jigba. Smith and Jigma. You still got uh, Kenneth Walker and now Zach Charbonnet in the backfield. You know Pete Carroll's going to run the ball. So I, I just think it's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense for DK. Jalen Waddles kind of in that same situation as Devonta Smith that you talked about. This is a really, really good wide receiver ahead of him. You're kind of rooting for injury, even though you're not wanting to root for injury. DeAndre Hopkins is unemployed. And we don't talk about unemployed guys. Loser. Even we have jobs. <laughs> I know. Like, come on. Come on, man. All right. Chris Olave does feel like with Derek Carr coming in, and we know Derek Carr can pigeonhole himself to a really good wide receiver. Like, now, granted, am I putting Devontae Smith, not Devontae Smith, but Devontae Adams and Chris Olave in the same sentence on that level of caliber wide receiver? No. But he did it with Amari Cooper. He yeah. did it with Devontae Smith. And he tried to do it with Henry Ruggs, and then Henry Ruggs kind of screwed everything. But, yeah, he can pigeonhole himself to a wide receiver sometimes. So, yeah, I think Chris Olave could actually be a pretty long, decent long shot look for me. Yeah, I I just asked, by the way, what were the lowest odds in this particular section? We went down to what, like plus 6,000? Uh, no, we haven't even gotten to 6,000 yet. Okay. Uh, so I was going to maybe mention a guy, but I think that's technically the next tier. To be honest, I don't see anybody in this tier I'm tempted by. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I would agree with you about Olave if I had to pick one, but go ahead. Add I really to just tier, don't then. see Six much. to one is basically the same thing. Add him to this tier. Uh, well, I see Josh Jacobs, but I don't think the Raiders are going to be good enough. But Jacobs, just looking at his numbers last year, did he was, did he lead the league in rushing or he was close to the league in rushing? I think he was close. I didn't think he lead it. He might've led it. I'm trying to think, but once again, he had such a good season last year and the Raiders were terrible. So I actually do want to briefly look at that when we go through the past winners here. Yeah, so yeah Josh Jefferson... Jacobs did lead the seat, lead the league in rushing. Sorry, he did lead the league in rushing at sixteen fifty three. Next was Derrick Henry at fifteen thirty eight, who missed like yeah. So he's got no chance because he led the league in rushing and nobody talked about him. So yeah. he's got no chance. But I wanted to read this off though. You have Jefferson, 
Cup, Henry, Thomas, Mahomes, Gurley, Ryan, Newton, DeMarco Murray. I didn't even realize he won Offensive Player of the Year. Um, Peyton Manning, Adrian Peterson, Drew Brees. Tom was that the Brady. year with the Cowboys? That was the uh, year yeah. with the Cowboys, ain't it? That was the year with the Cowboys. But the point that yeah. I'm making is that every player I just mentioned was on a playoff team. So <laughs> your team has to be good if you actually want to win this award. I don't think the Raiders are going to be any good. So I can't mention Jacobs, but I just want a confirmation on that. Being on a good very team and good helping point. them win is a big piece. Very good point. Very, very good point. So I'm I not forgot about Jacob. Michael Thomas. I yeah. forgot about Michael Thomas in, in New Orleans. That might the Saints actually... were good. He set the record yeah. for most receptions in a single season, and then his career basically ended. But the point is, pick guys on good teams. That's the point I'm trying to make. All right. Before we keep going with the rest of the field, got to talk to you about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs shorts. They are great. The stretchy khaki shorts that fit slim. It doesn't feel like you have a box as shorts. Like it doesn't feel like you're wearing a cardboard box. It feels skin forming, fits everything. You can move, you can stretch, you can jump. You don't have to worry about splitting your pants like SpongeBob did on that episode where he ripped his pants in front of everybody. Like, Great episode. No. Yeah, very, very good. Top tier of SpongeBob episodes here. And you don't have to worry about that with Bird Dogs. You are perfectly fine here. They have the great anti-stink sweat fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool, P-O-O-L, to get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. So that's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. All right. Let's keep going here with the rest of the field. A few names to talk about. Some names I like. Some I don't, but some I like. We have here for... Oh, wait. I'm... Where's the... Oh, there it is. I'm, I'm over here. I'm all messed up on the wrong page and everything. All right. Tony Pollard, next up, 50 to 1. Tua is 50 to 1 as well. We got a couple of 51s. Aaron Rodgers, 50 to 1. AJ Brown is 50 to 1. And we could talk about the next couple as well. We got Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Derrick Henry both at 40 to 1. So Derrick Henry, Amon Ross, 40 to 1, 50 to 1. AJ Brown, Aaron Rodgers, Tua, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard interests me. That was the name I was going to mention before, but the odds yeah. weren't in the same ballpark. But Pollard ballpark. is where I was looking, yeah. potentially. Yeah, Tony Pollard really, really interests me because he's, I mean, Deuce Vaughn, Ronald Jones? Are we are we buying into Ronald Jones taking touches away from Tony Pollard here? Like, and Tony Pollard is fully healthy. Back, so that might oh, be a possibility, right? too. Oh, I mean, he's sitting out there not doing anything. If he signs for a couple million, why not? I mean, none of these guys can get jobs. Come on, man. Yeah, freaking losers. Yeah, but the point is, Elliot might come back, but I think we know what Elliot is at this point. He's damaged goods, but he's still a solid short yardage guy. That's the concern, though, is that he would take away a bunch of touches or touchdowns, I should say, from Pollard. Uh But Pollard's also off a pretty serious injury. But according to reports, he's fine. He's just dynamic enough to have an insane season if everything goes right. You need a lot to go right. He's Austin Eckler. If he's healthy, he's Austin Eckler. 
pretty much. I, I think Pollard is that good. And I yeah. do think once again, I'm not sure the Cowboys are fully ready to give him 20 touches a game because he got injured last year. And that's kind of why Elliott was there for a thunder lightning type of combo, but for explosiveness and talent and for highlights and the fact that everybody on the media loves talking about the Cowboys, there's a narrative there. If he has a really good year. Yeah, I agree with you. That's, that's all I want to talk about this year. I think if the Cowboys and NFC East, Back-to-back champions doesn't happen right now. The Cowboys are second favorite to win. If they do pull that off, I don't think they will. But if they do pull that off well, and make well, the, the playoffs, Eagles won the division. The Eagles won the division last year. Yeah. So, but never had a back-to-back champion. Yeah. So, okay. So now, yeah, yeah. So, so if we just x out the Eagles and we say something goes wrong or anything like that, then you Cowboys next up. You think Cowboys have a good season? A double-digit wins, win the division. Tony Pollard could get could get a nod of that because I don't think Do you that want to make a part. case for Derrick Henry. I see him at plus four thousand. Has he reached but... like LeBron status of like if he has a great season, it's kind of expecting they're not going to give him an award for it. I'm not sure because he won in 2020, and I know that he's kind of been slowing down over the last couple of years. But if we're but he had to put about... up two thousand yards to get it in 2020. I'm just saying, though, I, I got to mention some big names here just for the sake of mentioning big names. But if we're talking about leading a team to the playoffs with a narrative in there, that division stinks. Mm-hmm. If the Titans win the division, you know they're not giving credit to Tannehill. They're going to give credit to somebody. Yeah. If Henry stays healthy and goes for like 1,700 yards and they somehow win the division with like nine wins, can I see it? I can see it. I'm just saying it's plus 4,000. I wanted to at least bring it up since we brought up another running back. Yeah, Debo Samuel's in this tier too. I forgot forty one Debo Samuel, but I'm not really interested in him as either. I like Debo, but he can't stay healthy for an entire yeah. season, which is the problem. I think he's just spot starts. He's going to be good, but not over the course of the season. Uh, to at least enough. To, he's going to be good, but not enough to win this award. All right, next let's run through these next names: thirty five to one, C.D. Lamb, Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson is thirty to one, Travis Kelsey is thirty to one, Trevor Lawrence is thirty to one. Uh, let's see here. We got a bunch of other 30 to ones. Joe Burrow's 30 to one. Justin Herbert's 30 to one. Saquon Barkley is 30 to one. Nick Chubb is no He's Stephon 25. Diggs is 30 Diggs to is one. 30. Yeah. yeah. Diggs is 30 to one. So. Hmm. Burrow and Herbert are only here because they think that they're going to be MVP. So it's like you're you don't have much yeah. likelihood of winning both anymore. As so. a Giants fan, are you going to make a, a pitch for Barkley? Not really, because I don't even like I don't even know what's going on with that situation. But I, I just assume he's going to come back and play eventually. They're going to figure something out. He's going to come play eventually. But st- it's, it's a lot of uncertainty for me. Even want to throw there. Same thing with Diggs. Like the bill, at least with the Giants well, coaching came staff back. isn't talking shit. Oh, did he come? Did he come back? Yeah, he came back uh, like yesterday or two days ago. That was like oh, a okay. one day thing. So he's back. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, they, it was like, um, I can't get there on BG, man. I can't get. There I can't on either. I think the Brees Hall line's absurd. By the way, as a Jets fan, I don't get that line at all. I know he was great as a rookie for about seven games. Then he got injured and he missed the entire season. Like, are you trying 30, to say thirty-five Aaron to one? What, what the hell are we doing here? Are you trying to say it's Aaron Rodgers that kind of pushes him up? Like, I don't know. I, no, I don't Rogers think you get the credit. Like, I don't, I don't know what that, that those odds don't make any sense. I'm actually not interested in anybody from this tier. 
I'm not. Like, I think at the all. odds are not even a sprinkle on. I would much rather no. go back and go play around with somebody for more odds than anybody in this tier. The only tempting one for me would be Lamb, but that's that's basically it. Nah, like, no, I, I don't and think Lamb so. would need a great a great great season because there's so yeah. many great wide receivers in the league. I'm not interested in anybody. But if I had to pick one, it'd be Lamb. But once again, I said I'm not wasting my money. So I'm skipping yeah. this entire tier. Yep, I'm good on him. All right, let's hit the uh, 25, 20-somethings. The 20-something tier. I love that. The 20-something tier. Nick Chubb, 25 to 1. Garrett Wilson's also 25 to 1. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Fields, and Jonathan Taylor, Devonta Smith. Not Devonta Smith, Devonta Adams. I'm sorry. Devonta Adams, all 25 to 1. Josh Allen is 25 to 1 as well. Just to run that again, Josh Allen, Devonta Adams, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Fields, Patrick Mahomes, Garrett Wilson. For 20 to 1, you have Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Cooper Cup. So Cooper Cup, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, 20 to 1, Josh Allen, Devonta Adams, Jonathan Taylor. Justin Fields, Patrick Mahomes, Garrett Wilson, Nick Chubb, 25 to 1. Do you want to go first? I. There's a couple. If there's a quarterback, if there's a quarterback that I would take for this and to just say that the quarterback does it again and wins MVP and gets offensive player of the year. Lamar. Yeah, because what if Lamar? Because be what if Lamar? Yeah, what if his rushing yards are insane? Like goes what if thousand? Like what if he has touchdowns? like? But what if he? Okay, boom. This is possibly never op could happen, but with the addition of the receiving weapons he has, and the fact that Greg Woman is no longer offensive coordinator. What if he gets four thousand and one thousand on the ground? Like he's sweeping everything. And and assuming he, the Ravens win the division, then I, I think he's got a, yeah. an argument. Yeah, if he and, and yeah, like he's sweeping everything. Anything that he qualifies for, they're giving it to they're giving it to him because that's just a unheard of season. Has anybody ever threw for four and ran for one? I'm trying to think. I don't think Michael Vick would have ever gotten there because the yardage, the passing yardage. I don't think Mahomes ever got to a thousand so on the ground. I no, so. I don't think so. I, I think that would be a first. That would be a first time thing. But it's so funny thinking about it because it's not impossible. No, it's not impossible. <laughs> I, I think you would also need touchdowns, probably somewhere around what, like thirty-five combined. Yeah, but if you're rushing for if you're rushing for that much, you're gonna get. Oh no, about, no, I understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm just throwing yes. in that extra piece of I'd say check mark to keep in mind. You probably need like 35 combined touchdowns. Yeah, and and this is, but the thing is, I'm not afraid of this because Lamar is healthy. He's he's reaching these numbers. You t- talk about that MVP season. He had 31. Uh, what was this? 15 games in 15 games, he had 31, 3100 yards and 1200 on the ground in the MVP season comes back the season after that in 2020 with 27 and a thousand on the ground. And then that's when the injuries really, really start to pile up for him. He only played 12 games in the last two years and he had 2,800 yards, 22 last year. And, and then he never really got his footing all the way on the ground because he was missing some time, but still had 760 yards in 12 games. So Lamar, you can pencil him in healthy, 
fully healthy, he's straight up getting a thousand yards on the ground. That's happening. It's just will the wide receivers, will everything around him make him a better enough passer where he can get a bunch of games with some junk 300, mm-hmm. maybe a 400 yarder in there? I think that is, I think it's worth it. Cause if Lamar has, if they're ever going to give Lamar another MVP, it's because he had a crazy season. And if he has a crazy season, they may as well just tack on that offensive MVP with them. So just to make sure I got this right, though, Josh Allen has lower MVP odds, but Lamar has lower odds to win Offensive Player of the Year. Doesn't make sense. So no, you're just saying that, that tells me something. I mean, that, yeah. that means I think Lamar is more appealing than Josh Allen because it seems like Lamar's skill set is set up to increase his chances compared to Josh Allen of winning mm-hmm. this award because of all the highlights, because of all the rushing yards, because of the fact that he has to carry his team, basically. And you're looking at Josh Allen. He's got a lot of weapons, and we know that he can throw a bunch of interceptions, and there's some problems there. But I do think it's interesting that Allen's MVP odds are lower, but mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's Offensive Player of the Year odds are lower. I think that's pretty telling to me. I think that they're kind of pricing that in. Lamar is interesting. He's got the same odds as Jalen Hurts. I'm more interested in Lamar than Jalen Hurts. Uh, because mm-hmm. I think that Hurts has the rushing touchdowns, but Jackson get you the yards and the rushing touchdowns. But there are a couple of guys mm-hmm. who I would want to take if their teams were actually good. Jonathan Taylor, I'm tossing out. I don't think he's got a chance to win it. I do think that Devontae Adams, if he was on a good team, maybe. But once again, the Raiders are going to be brutal, so I'm tossing him out. Cooper Cup, the Rams force-feed him the ball, but once again, that team's supposed to be really, really bad. So mm-hmm. I don't think I can take Cup either. I don't know who I actually like in this section. Mahomes, in theory, if he has another insane season, you just hope he doubles up at 25 to 1. Maybe, like potentially, I I don't know. But once again, with this, they have a lot of almost guys, like right player, wrong situation type of options. Mm -hmm. I don't think I can take Adams. I can't take Cup, but I'd be tempted if they were on different teams. I don't mind your Lamar call, but I think for the sake of talent, I'll lean to Mahomes at 25 to 1. I could I could you could talk me into Justin Fields. You could talk me into it because come on, like that's the I just I can't imagine them giving it to two separate quarterbacks though. That's but the problem like, that I have with the, they, with the odds though. You're gonna give Mahomes the same odds as Justin Fields, and I'm supposed to take Justin Fields over Mahomes. I know the I upside know. is there for Fields, but I, I can't. Like if they get if they get to the playoffs, their awards. I'm telling you, like somebody, if you make a playoff berth, they're just throwing awards at you. And I'm just like, man, they gotta find a way to get to reward Justin Fields at some point for a good season. I don't know. I, I hate this tier. I truly do too. Uh, I don't like the 20-somethings anymore. So many but options Jackson. that are right there, but just not good enough. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe it's enough where I have it and it gets better and I can punt out of it. That Maybe that's the situation. All right. Let's go on to the last tier to talk about here. And this is the top of the top, the premium, the cream of the crop. Tyreek Hill is there at 18-1, to 16-1. You have Austin Eckler. Christian McCaffrey, 14 to 1. And at 12 to 1, you have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. LSU at the top. I mean, do you think Jefferson reason. wins back to back? Because I don't. 
I think Minnesota screws him. It's not yeah. it's not because of him, but I think it just the situation in the games, everything went Minnesota's way last year. And now they were even if you regress, yeah, even if you well to the playoffs. Regular season. It's a regular season <laughs> award. That's why I'm I said Okay, all right, all right, all right. You you said that a little too quick, and I was like Hold on, sir. <laughs> well, because I, I mentioned on Greg Peterson's show last night why I was like picking Green Bay to have a shot to win the division. I said the exact same thing. Undefeated, yeah. except for the most important one in the playoffs. But <laughs> it's a regular season award. They were, I think, what were they, 9-0 or 10-0 in one score was, game? I, I thought it was more than that, honestly. Like, they it were felt really, that really good. So I, I just think it's because of Minnesota and it's not because I want to give you a trivia question, though. Do you know the last player to win back-to-back Offensive Player of the Year awards? Back to back, he actually won it three times in a row. But mm, LT, uh, it is a running back, but no, it's actually further back Peter? than LT. It was no. 2001 oh, and 2000 and 99. Is, is, is that that's not, think of the cover it, of Madden? Is that not Peterson? It was Marshall Falk. Falk, oh, fuck, dang it. No, yeah, Peterson wasn't yeah. in the league yet. Yeah, that, yeah that's what I'm about to say. He, he, but no, Marshall Falk. No, Marshall Falk with, with the Rams. With the Rams. He won it three times in a row uh, when they were the greatest show on turf. But once again, that means in basically 20-something years, a player has not won this award back-to-back times. No offense to Jefferson. I think you're great, but you're not winning the award. It's just not going to yeah. happen. But based on that, that's though, why I give it to other LSU. Give me Jamar Chase at total one. I mean, I, yeah, I, that, that's kind of what I was. It feels chalky, but it, LSU, you know, the fact that it, and it, it kind of seems like it's going the path. Like Justin Jefferson was really, really good his rookie year, and it was like, all right, and then it, what was it? His second year, like, yeah, first two years really, really good. Wins the award. Kind of seems like Jamar Chase is on that same path, and Burrow. Another year, better in the offense. I think they worked on that offensive line in the offseason as well. So the offensive line should hopefully be playing a little bit better. I know they added pieces last year, and it didn't kind of materialize. And now they're kind of fixing things again, bringing in uh, Ronnie Stanley, I believe, from the Chiefs, former Raven, former Chief. He's coming into to, uh, Cincinnati to try to help out Joe Burrow. And – that can materialize for Jamar Chase very, very quickly. So uh, it, it feels chalk going all the way at the top, but Jamar Chase is a bet that I got to get down on at 12 to 1. Like, I think Jamar Chase is a pretty good shot of winning this award. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm with you on Chase. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I do think looking around at some of the other options here, I can take McCaffrey. I love McCaffrey, but he was actually healthy last year. I don't think that's going to happen again. And oh they also gosh. have other running backs. I can't take McCaffrey. Eckler, I'm not going to take. Uh, I just think that at the end of the day, he's kind of a touchdown-dependent guy because his yards per carry really aren't that great. And the Chargers hate actually giving him carries. <laughs> like, it's really a problem. They don't give him enough volume for me. So I don't see him getting there. I think Eckler's odds are extremely off. Tyreek's interesting, but I'm not sure Tua is going to stay healthy. So... That can actually work for and against him because if Tua gets hurt and Mike White maybe leads Miami to 10 wins, they're going to give it to Hill because Hill is yep. going to be having a massive stat line. So maybe Tua's durability concerns can actually help. I'm not going to lie. I was case. about to say, I'm not going to lie. Tyreek Hill could actually make Mike White look a lot better than what he is. 
Like Mike yeah, White's he, a gunslinger, he and he's not afraid to throw it. And if Tyreek Hill is going to force himself open, I I was interested in Tyreek Hill, and I thought the same thing about Tua. But I I remember very because I was sitting, I'm like, who was the backup? Because I thought it was Teddy Bridgewater, but that was last year. I was like, who's the backup? And it's Mike White. Mike White very much could, you know, look a way better than what's advertised with Tyreek Hill and Jaden Waddle throw the ball to. So. I, I think that I will go ahead and play Tyreek Hill as well at 18-1 because I can see a wrong possibility where the Dolphins do make the playoffs. The Florida, whatever is going on in the Florida waters, extends on to another Florida team and they make the playoffs and Tyreek Hill can get a lot of that credit. Yeah, but I think Hill... Do I think Miami is going to be good enough? Because I think that there's honestly a better chance Miami flops than actually succeeds. So, Oh, I've gone on record in saying that we should just bet Miami Dolphins under because the Florida teams have ate too much already. And I'm not picking Hill to win the award because I just said the team has to be good. That's the problem. So I'm going to go with Chase. I'm going to agree with you there. Durability might be a bit of an issue because Chase kind of gets injured for a couple weeks here and there. Even in his Rookie of the Year award winning season, he missed a couple weeks. But I think Chase is just that talented. At 12-1, to 1, I got to take him. I feel like that's mainly it for this tier. Tyreek really has a good narrative if Miami's good and Tua maybe doesn't play every game. Because you're going to look at Hill and go, wow, look at how he raises the ceiling of every player. And you get a narrative there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I fully think he's going to do enough to win the award. But I do think when you're looking at a guy who can really make a case that in theory, I think Lamar makes sense if you want to go for the quarterback route because he also gives you insane amount of rushing production. But yeah, I feel like for the favorite tier out of those five names we mentioned, I think I'm only going to take Chase. I love McCaffrey, but Shannon also rotates running backs a lot. And you might end up seeing, I don't want to say less touches for McCaffrey, but they might try to pace him to keep him healthy. On the other hand, they got Sam Darnold and... Lance, so they might have to lead into the ground game even more. But I had McCaffrey in fantasy. He won me a championship. At no point during my entire season did I think he would stay healthy the entire season. (laughs) I'm not banking on that happening again. As far as I'm concerned, I just stumbled upon a unicorn year, and I'm going to stay away from McCaffrey. Love the guy, but the durability concerns didn't just suddenly disappear. All right. Uh... Let, let's go ahead and get into best bets and who we like here for uh, the Offensive Player of the Year award. Scott, I will throw it over to you. Just throw out a couple players, few players, several players, your choice of the number. Who are you putting some type of unit down on to win Offensive Player of the Year? All right, so Chase I'm going to mention uh, because I think Chase makes a lot of sense. I didn't mention him before, but I definitely want to mention him now. It's not even just being a homer, but I think that there's a lot of – Oh my spots gosh. where this makes sense. I think it makes sense. Okay. Garrett uh, Wilson. No, no, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's I crazy. think Garrett Wilson makes a lot of sense. You're looking for guys who are going to take a serious leap. And Wilson did win the offensive rookie of the year award last year. Now mm-hmm. he's got Rodgers. He won offensive rookie with Mike White and Zach Wilson. He still won offensive rookie. Like, I think we have to point that out. The quarterbacks were that bad. Now he's got Rodgers. Now, I'm not saying Rodgers is the same guy that he used to be. That's not the case I'm trying to make. But if you're looking at the production that Watson had last year in a limited sample size because he got injured, Devontae Mm -hmm. Adams, who we know became a superstar under Rodgers, Rodgers is really good 
at just drastically improving the ceiling of very talented young receivers. And I do mm-hmm. think with the depth chart the Jets have at receiver, do they have many great options? They have some decent options like Lazard, and you could throw in some other names in there like Corey Davis, who's still on the team. But clearly, Garrett Wilson's the golden goose of the wide receiving core. It's a clear hierarchy. He's number one. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at Wilson, maybe giving you like 1,700 yards, an insane season, maybe Rodgers turns back the clock a little bit, 25 to 1, I think that's worth something. You can probably shop around and find a higher uh, odds there for him. But Garrett Wilson, I think it's worth a case, right? I mean, we've seen receivers recently dominate the award, and if Wilson can get you a massive stat line and the Jets are good, they're projected to make the playoffs. If Rodgers has a very good season, that means that Garrett Wilson's going to have a really good season. Mm-hmm. I can see Wilson being in the running. So I didn't mention him before, but as a quote-unquote long shot there, a 25-1, to 1, I don't mind it. I think Mahomes is maybe worth consideration, but I think we agreed indirectly we were going to stay away from quarterbacks this, for this year. You might, mm-hmm. you might take Lamar anyway, but I think I'm going to stay away from quarterbacks. Give me Chase. Give me Garrett Wilson. And I'm going to stay away from Pollard because I just don't think he's going to get the run for it. But I think those are my main two options. Uh, do I like anybody else? You know what? I'll throw in Christian Watson as my super long shot at 125 to 1. Those will be my three guys. I'll just stack up on wide receivers. I think that there's a very good possibility that come end of the year, we're going to be replaying your dialogue about Christian Watson as he is one of the top three to get the award. I think he will be in the running with a month to go. Yeah. Or at least and, a, a potential like 40 to one shot with a month to go. You can sell And that's why. Play. Yeah. And that's why I think that not Watson. I'm sorry. Did I say Watson? I meant Wilson. Yeah. I, 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 Oh, didn't well, mean Wilson too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean Watson. I meant Wilson. <laughs> my, my apologies. Wrong W there, but everything you just said, I think that we're going to be talking about it, about Christian Watson and he's going to be like four to one. Watson to win or Wilson? The award. You did it again. Oh, my God. Wilson. Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Okay. Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Yes. Okay. I don't know why. I'm just going to keep saying Garrett Wilson. It's fine. Wilson. He's so 25 to 1 now, but if Rodgers is that good, you know the media is going to be all over the Jets anyway. They might be on hard knocks. Yeah. The media is going to be all over him. So if, if he delivers. Have they not picked the hard knocks team yet? What 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 is going on? The NFL has certain teams. Yeah, that... but it's like June. I thought we knew hard knocks team. No, but now. they have a godfather offer in place to teams where certain teams cannot refuse, and the Jets oh are gosh. not allowed to refuse the hard knocks spot. So I'm assuming the Jets are getting hard knocks. So the point is the media is going to be all over this team. So if he has a great year, you know they're going to be one of the first news stories for the NFL coverage because it's Rodgers with New York. So mm-hmm. once again, with the media coverage built in and the fact that He's a great receiver in terms of talent. There's no denying that. I think a massive leap forward could be in line. But I could yeah. see him being 7-1 to one at some point during the season. All right. Uh, yeah, Garrett Wilson. I think you like – you You taught me into Garrett Wilson at 25-1. to one. So, I'll throw him in my pile at 25-1. to one. Jamar Chase as well, 12-1. to one. Um, We're doubling up a lot here. Uh, I can't get there on Nick Chubb. Uh, I can't Jonathan either. I don't Taylor. think Cleveland's going to be good. Cleveland's Jonathan Taylor is nine, which I thought was hilarious because I don't trust that team at all. 
Jonathan Taylor is interesting because I, for one, think that the Colts have a chance to make the playoffs by winning the division because the division is going to suck. Uh, They're not getting there because of uh, you know the quarterbacks they have. So if they end up yeah. winning that division, it would go. And what if and what if what if Richardson is so good on the ground that it kind of opens things up for Taylor a little bit more because now Assuming you're, even you're starts, hesitating. By the way, there's a chance that Richardson doesn't even play every game. So oh yeah. So then too. you're definitely you're not letting Gardner. What is it, Minshew? Is Minshew right? Yeah. yeah, you're not letting Gardner Minshew throw fifty times a game. So yeah, give me Jonathan Taylor twenty-five to one. Why not? Because he didn't win yeah. it. He won offensive rookie. He didn't win. Yeah. So give me Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor has a bounce back year coming off injury. Uh, you have any you super long to, shots you want to talk about? You made me. You made me want to go find one. And no, you're not really. taking Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to lie. I want Pitt. to. I want to. Because, like, why? Aaron Jones? But he's so good. He, he he's one so Aaron good. Jones. Oh, uh, Dylan scares me. Why is – they should not be the same odds. First of all, they should not be the same odds. They should not be. That is correct. Mm, rookie wide receivers are playing for the rookie award, so I'm not looking any of their way. Uh, There's really not many great options for super long shots. That's why no, I, I picked the only guy that I thought was appealing. Derek Carr, you mentioned him before, but no. Mm, I'm, I'm sticking true to and staying away from rookies. Okay. Well, I said Derek uh, Carr because if the Saints win the division, man, maybe he's. You know what? Dang, I'm, I can't get there on Devonta Smith either. I can't. I was gonna oh, say I'm, I'm not I'm scrambling to try to find you somebody, but I don't. Yeah, I don't no, I, and I want to. I want, but I want something to sweat. Oh, I love it. I love it. Six six to one. Yeah, it's not triple digit. I was trying to find the triple digit, but yeah, I'm. I'm. I would ra- much rather sweat a lave because honestly, I think Michael Thomas is cooked, and I don't even know if he suits up at this point. I don't even know what his mindset is. So, I, I I take Olave, and that's how I bat Derek Carr. Actually, just carrying the Saints because they really should walk into the division, but they have. They a should. I don't. I don't think they're going to win the division because I think Dennis Allen's a bad coach. But I think but Carr will get credit if they do. So yeah, give me. Everything Olave. else is the same. The only thing they changed was the quarterback. So if they end up winning ten or eleven games, Carr's getting the credit for it. Yeah. All right. Anything else for people before we get about here? Not really. I got to go tuxedo shopping. So I'll see. (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, He's at Rice Already. I'm at really real underscore underscore. That was the Offensive Player of the Year award preview. Make sure you are subscribed to SGPN NFL on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review. Please drop a review. Do that. 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 Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending podcast is just going to end like this. We are out of here.